Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Lord, we want you to lead us. We want you to guide us. I want you to bring us into your plan. Thank you that you are a wonderful God and that you, are, you have patience for us, you have time for us. You are going to do your will in our lives. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Okay. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter number 4. We, want to, we are studying excellence. How many want to excel in life? Only four of you. Okay. <laughs> now last week I gave you some three steps or principles. Is that not so? What was the first one? See people in the right way. Alright? Like Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4 that... Um, let a man account of us as ministers of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. It's important for you to see people in the right way. Amen. If a person is His Excellency, see him as His Excellency. If a person is a pastor, see him as a pastor. Don't see him as your cousin. Amen. And, and if a person is a man of God, see him as a man of God. Don't see him as your former houseboy. Hallelujah. Okay. Number two is what? Faithfulness. Faithfulness is a key to almost any kind of promotion. How many want to be promoted? All right. For me, I prefer faithful people to flashy, flamboyant people. Just people who've been around. People who are always there. People are there when it rains. People are there when it shines. People who are there when there's an earthquake. People who are there when there's no earthquake. People who are there when things are good. People who are there when it's not so good. You get it? Because that's how life is. Life is not always sunshine. There are gloomy days. How many have noticed that the weather has been so cold? Huh? We wonder whether we are in Ghana. Maybe there's going to be snow. I tell you. Maybe there's going to be snow soon in Ghana. The weather is getting colder. And we don't know whether the sun shines or it doesn't shine. You know, and, and in March or, you know, earlier on, it can be so hot that you wonder what is happening to you. Your skin even can start reacting. So, God did not create all the days the same. And but God is looking for people who are the same when the days are not the same. To be faithful means to be constant. It means to be reliable. I believe that if you have this key, you will do well in almost anything that you set your hand to do. Can I have an amen? Amen. Number three is what? Do not judge others. And that is a very important thing, especially because of your future. You know, in future, what you have judged others about, you know, you will be surprised to find how that thing will come back to you. And the same ruler 
that you used on somebody will be used on you and you wouldn't like it. So it would have been good if you didn't talk at all. You didn't speak at all. And, um, you know, I enjoy Papa Hagen's, um, Kenneth Hagen's um, approach to these things. I've never heard him making any comment about anybody or about anything. It's as if he doesn't know what's happening in the world. You get it? I never heard him say anything about any pastor, about anything that is happening anywhere. There's nothing to say, no comment to make. You know, the other day, one uh, young man came to me and he said, he told me there was this pastor who was preaching a message against another pastor. And both of these pastors he knew, I knew very well. Now, not I knew personally, but I knew of them very well. And so he was asking me what I thought. You know, and I thought to myself that this is a bad person trying to draw me into temptation by asking me what I think. And he was smiling when he was asking what I think. You know, and I said, I don't have any comment to make. And he laughed. And I said, yeah, I don't have any. Why do you want me to make a comment about something to pass my... Sometimes your comment is a judgment. Oh, you don't know that a comment is a judgment. Comment is a, a, a judgment is just the speaking of words. You know, when say you are sentenced to death, you are this or you are that, you failed, you passed. It's a sentence. And so just a comment is not necessary. Can I have an amen? amen? Some of you, the thing that is fighting you is the comments you've made about others. It's still working against you. Your business cannot prosper because when you were an employee, I said, when you were an employee, the way you spoke about bosses, now that you are a boss, it's not easy. Because those statements have been sowed into the ground and the harvest is coming. When you sow death, death, a harvest of death comes to you. When you sow distraction, a harvest of distraction, more than the one you sowed is coming. Some of you, what you have said about others is going to fight you in your marriage because of the comments you made about somebody, about people. You make a comment about somebody's wife. She's this, she's that. Why doesn't she this? Why, why, why? So soon you are also going to be the she. And when people are going to start wagging their mouth, you see, sometimes we just need somebody to throw us back. I say, do you remember what you also said? Sometimes pastors cannot take offerings because of what they have said about others when they were taking offerings. So when they need to take offerings and they need to stand and raise money, they can't do it because their own words are fighting them. The past government The things they passed judgment on in their early days. That is what fought them all the way. Because apart from Kwame Nkrumah, I don't know anybody else who has done as much infrastructure development in Ghana, apart from Kwame Nkrumah, than the NDC government. I don't know anybody. We talk of roads, even Kolebu here. This road from Obechebi to we see, I used to drive on it because I've been in Kolebu since 1984, 85. That's almost uh, 20 years ago. We, we, there was no road here. We, we, when, you see, when you see the cars, if you just have a view, you'll see some cars 
facing this way, some facing this way, some facing this way, some facing this way. They are all going straight. But they are maneuvering. That's this mortuary road here. Some of you don't know that road. I was coming to Kolebu all the time because I was a student. And then the road from Obechebi to Makati Hill. It has been in a project form for many years. If you are going to Cape Coast or Takradi, this place alone will take you a long time to cross. And then the road to Tamale, and other roads, other roads. Huh? And then electricity to the whole country against the political uh, or the economic sense of the thing. They took it. And telephones, everywhere. I was, last week I was in a village somewhere in uh, one of the regions. I don't even know which region it is. And I was asking, they have telephone 0373 and 037, that's their code, 0372. They have telephones. So I went to a communication booth and made a phone call. 0372. And you are ringing. I tell you, it's not a cry, it's not Kumasi, it's not Takradi, but you are ringing. And then mobile phones. Color TV. And then NAM Conference Center. And many, 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 many things. More than anybody that I know. They built. They built. I also read in a newspaper that a sign of a corrupt government is they build a lot. Mercy. I mean, I just read it somewhere. I'm not saying it, but I read it. Mercy. Because you use a lot of money. So when there's a lot of money in construction, then there's a lot of money to steal. I didn't say it. I just read it somewhere, but I don't know if it's true. And yet, people don't like them. In Takradi, they don't like them because they beat them. They beat people in Takradi. God, they whip them. Imprison them. My father-in-law was hiding in houses, running. They came to count all his teaspoons. How many teaspoons? How many forks? Where do you get this fork? Where do you get the spoon? Where do you get the knife? Today, if we are to go and count people's teaspoons and forks and knives, it will not be easy in Ghana. So, you know, I'm saying something for the future. You see, David, King David, eh, one day, he was going to kill Nabal because the man didn't give him food. And he was on his way to go and destroy the man. And the wife, Abigail, came and talked to him and said, Look, why will you soil your hands now? We all know that God has chosen you. So before you even come on, you are going to do something that is going to fight you all through your future life. You know? So before you become a wife, why do you want to say so many things that will fight you? Before you become a husband, before you become a pastor, before you become a boss, before you become an employer, before you become a politician, before you become anything, you are doing things that will work against you. One day I saw a certain young lady, she was talking about her mother. You see, my mother doesn't take her time at all. When she's dealing with my father, you see, my, this, my, yeah, my mother, they, you know, they, that's not the way to treat a mother. I, I said, hey, my sister, I read you. I said, she's not even married, not even engaged, even no beloved. 
But when you see somebody who gets a beloved, you have to salute the person. When you see somebody who has done engagement, you salute and you shake the hand. And you see somebody who has married, then you salute, you shake, and then you bow. And the person is advanced. Some of you, you criticize me. You see? It's not going to be easy for you. Your words, you see, when, 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 the, when, the, when the man said, Thou art a harsh man, reaping where thou hast not sown, then the Lord said, Out of thy mouth will I judge you. I will judge you from the things that have come out of your own mouth. You said I should bring my teaspoon so that you count. Okay. One day we will count not only your teaspoon but other things. So mercy is higher than judgment. And I will show you one of the principles that will really help you in life is silence. Huh? Just don't have anything to say because some of the things they, they, they really, how many, sometimes you see something you really want to say. How many have that feeling? I, I have that feeling often. It's a natural, you really want to say something about it. This thing is not good and it's so clear. But perhaps you haven't been there. Hallelujah. All right, today we want to move on. That was just for past tense for last week and this week we go on to first, verse 6. I'm giving you more principles of excellence amen, amen. And, and these things brethren i have in a figure transferred to myself and to apollos for your sakes that you might learn not to think of men above that which is written that no one of you be puffed up for one against another now the next principle of establishment of excellence is not to be puffed up or not to be proud now to be puffed up you know in medicine we, we have what we call you know a puffy face or when somebody is puffed up you know and um, what it means is that the person has become big when you see a puffy face it, it, ha- it means something it means the person is not well you know the person has some kind of a problem now to be puffed up means to increase in size abnormally you get it and and you see yes there are people who are great we are not all the same but now your greatness is not normal it's out of proportion to what you really are so when you see someone who is puffed up her face or his face has become the whole body is puffed up And that's pride. You think of yourself more highly than you really are. You are actually nothing, but you think you are something. And to be puffed up is to be proud. And to be proud is to set yourself up for your own destruction. Are you listening to me? And so God is telling us today that we need to avoid being puffed up. Now, I just want to share just one thing with you about being puffed up. There's just one reason why you should not be puffed up. You shouldn't think of yourself more than, than you are. You're just a human being. You will die one day. Two days ago, my father-in-law was telling me, when, he says, when I see some people, they behave as if they wouldn't die. 
You know, when you behave as if you won't die, you are puffed up. Because you are just a man and you will die. You will, you will clear off. Pastors, sometimes we are so protective over what we are doing. Uh, whether we like it or not, we will clear off the scene. And life will go on as if you were not there. You know, sometimes you should see what it's like when people move off the scene and how life moves on without them. It gives you an idea of how unimportant you are. One day I saw somebody dying after, after a few weeks. Some people were saying to his wife, Tell it how God, God is going to send a beloved to, to the wife. I mean, after some months or weeks or months. Hello, sister, believe God. And I was thinking about the brother who was gone. And I was thinking to myself, one should try not to die. Because if you die, <laughs> within a few weeks, people are just bringing suggestions to your wife and just coming up with various ideas. You see, when you die, when you when you die, when you go off the scene, you begin to you, you even wonder whether the person who was there was impo- was even necessary. I have seen it over and over again. Sometimes when I'm transferring pastors and then they seem to be very worried about the church, I say, look, when you go, the church will even really work better. You'll be surprised. Because you see, actually what we are doing is not necessary. If I am a man of God, and if God has really come and this work is of the Lord, when I am gone, the, the work will go on. Yeah. But if I'm doing something that is just a human controlled something, then in just a little while, of course the churches seem tend to go down, but you'll soon see that it will become something else. If God is in something, it will be forever. Sometimes you see people building their businesses as though the business will be there forever. Hallelujah. So God is telling us today, let us not be puffed up. Now, there's just one reason that I want to really share with you about why you should be very careful about being puffed up. is because you stand the risk of God himself fighting you. Apart from demons. God may start moving in the same direction. Demons fighting you. Now God is also fighting. Because the Bible says, God resists the proud. Not demons. Not demons. God. God resists the proud. So when you are proud, you will find out that God takes you up personally. How many want God to take you on personally and start to deal with you? Sinyazo upon sinyazo. Sinyazo upon sinyazo. Until you become very cool. When God removes his favor, then you find out that you are nothing. So ladies and gentlemen, it is important for us not to be, not to feel of ourselves too big. Too big. In any field, decide not to be puffed up. In any field. I'm telling you. Who are you? Are you a, let's, let's go, you mention a field and I'll tell you not to be puffed up. Mention who, who you are. What are you? A husband. 
Don't be puffed up because husband, there are more husbands to replace you. If you haven't seen one before, I've seen one before. Wives, don't be too big. So one day I was telling, I told her, I said, she was doing something. Say, hey, relax. I told her, look, there are about 200 people ready to replace you now. If you like, misbehave. <laughs> Beloveds. Yeah, beloved. There are more beloveds. I was telling somebody yesterday, I said, look, there are about 100 now. I can get 100 replacements for you now if this beloved is not interested. Easy. We can get about, about 15 in the choir. Don't feel too big. Me, I've been to churches to announce the pastor is dead before. I've done it before. I go to a church on Sunday morning and say, I'm here to announce to you that your pastor is dead. I've done it before. And I have seen churches where the pastor dies, and after the pastor dies, the church increases with a new pastor and now has a church building and has things that he didn't have before. I've seen it before. That's why I said, don't be puffed up. Cool down. Cool down. In your, your money. Your money that you have now. Who? She wanted to show you people who had money, who don't have money. I can show you plenty. And I can show you many businesses which used to be the top businesses. There are cars which used to have printed on them different things. You see them moving through town. Something, something, Ghana Limited. This, this. Even pharmacies. There used to be big pharmacy shops, various roads, the eating places. Today, what are the main eating places? Steers, Nando's, what? Bokase. Mukase. What's that? Where, where is it? Where is Mukase located? Georgia Hotel. Odor rice. Odor rice. Davis, Davis uh, uh, spot also. Chef Solo. Chef Solo. Huh? Anointed hands. Katawudi so. Las Palmas. Las Palmas. Fast food. Check, check. Do <laughs> you see? Nobody is mentioning the old places. Like bus stop. Number one. Do you know number one? Ramek. Dollies. Where is Dollies? It has evaporated. Finger licking. Is it there? Evaporated. So if you are running a business, don't, don't, you see, don't talk, it's the way you talk that lets us know you are puffed up. Because when you are puffed up, all we need is a pin print. One, one little pin, pop, you will be deflated. You will vanish. You will vanish. If you are a mother looking after children and you see other children, be careful. 
or even your handling of other people's children, or even a maid, or a house help. Sometimes you see this woman every time quarreling with somebody. Hey, what counts? This. You see, you, you, one day, some other woman may look after your children. You'll be very surprised. You'll be smiling in Awudo May Cemetery whilst another woman is looking after your children. Hmm. Uh, you haven't seen one before. As the person next you, haven't seen one before? <laughs> so as you are handling somebody else's child, be careful. Because one day you may be surprised that your child will be looked after by somebody else who you never thought would ever look after your child. You always thought you would look after your child yourself. Yes. And one day God may clear you of the sin. You haven't seen one before? I will take you to the mortuary, then you will see your age group there. Your age group are having fellowship there. That's why I said, don't be puffed up. My beautiful face. I mean, I'm nice. You are nice. <laughs> Humble yourself. Where is grace? Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. You are a politician. Look at all of these politicians. We went to see all of them. So castle. We went, I went to the vice president when I was a broker. The vice president is a lawyer, he's a lecturer. I went to see him. Mr. Vice President, this is the agreement. I sat in his beautiful office and I showed him the agreement. He looked at the agreement. Rich. Then he picked his phone. Ta -ta 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 -ta. And he called E.T. Mensah. Spoke to him on the phone. But when he put the phone out, <laughs> you see, there seemed to be some undercurrents. Here's your paper. See you later, alligator in a while, crocodile. I was out of the office. I tell you, that was the end of my solutions. <laughs> Up till today, we are all Guineans here. I've been to every office and even houses, and you should see them so big. But look at them today. Nothing. We are all Guineans. So the ones who are also there should also be humble yourself in the castle of Osu for one day you may be gone from there. <laughs> yeah. Humble yourself. Don't be too big. Who thought NDC could be removed from office in this Ghana? With the stronghold that they had from the north, from the, this place, uh, the Vata region, and even Ashanti region, they were strong, they solid. With power and contracts. With one pin, God will press you like that. Pop, you hear a sound. Pop, especially when you are very big and they press you. Pop. Has anybody got a balloon so that I can demonstrate? Pop. And you are finished. You say you are beautiful. You say you are powerful. You say you are what? Oh. Just cool it, brother. Cool it. I've seen your type in the mortuary before. I said, I've seen your age group in the mortuary before. Right. I remember one day I was, the uh, sister was telling me, and you see the mortuary, you go there, when you, when you are dead, you will think that they still respect you. <laughs> a, a black man was telling me, you know, in South Africa, he said, what they do to white people when they, are, when they bring their dead bodies? He said, you don't have an idea. What they do to them when they get a dead, a dead person, a dead white person, a dead white tormentor, 
and they get the body. It's not easy. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, my friend, my sister, with your beautiful face. Some of you, 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 you feel you are so beautiful. In some years, something that you see some sinyazo that will come into your body, then you see that, hey, am I Miss Ghana or Miss Buffoon? Uh, you see some people you feel that your face my face is beautiful my face is very nice and my nails are also beautiful when the pimples begin to come you look at the pimples and say I command you to go say I won't go anywhere so I cast you out and stay here Yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Motri, one lady was, I remember one, the first time I did a post mortem, it was a 16 year old girl. I saw her lying there naked over there. There's no reason. I said, the way they cut, you see, the way they cut you open, <laughs> with some cutlass they'll put through your chest, then open your chest like that. <laughs> and then they'll bring out your entrails, they hold it like that your heart your lungs all together with the intestine and they'll put it on the ground and they take a knife and they are cutting as for the head part that's funny you see your face here they cut from here and then they pull it down like a cap then your face become <laughs> your face becomes like a small like this and then they pull this one back and they put it hot here shining then they cut the top and they lift it up like that. and your face and when they finish, then they pull it back. Humble <laughs> yourself. You see what you see? You are too big. You say, why? What is it? What is it? You look at you thinking about that makes you so big. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> One of our pastors that I tell you, when they call, ah, you got a pin. <laughs> Give me a pin, somebody. <laughs> brother and give me a pin now listen one of one pastor died you got a pin all right you're a good seamstress <laughs> okay you wait I'll pass it out <laughs> no I'm saying to you that you see but I, I really understand something. When, when, when this particular person died, they put his body, you know, Pastor Eddie was there. We were there till the morning. Sorting out in the hospital till we finished, it was done. So they called for the ambulance to come. When they brought the ambulance, we came and said, where is the ambulance? Not knowing that the ambulance was a pickup. Is it, was it a pickup? It was a pickup. So we said, okay, we are putting him into the ambulance. Where is the ambulance at? They put him in the boot. Open top. And there he was, carried to the mud. You see, straight away, then the man said, Pastor Eddie, what did the man say? That's why it doesn't uh, uh, come, come, tell her what he said. He said, that's why when anybody's making kikiki, he doesn't mind the person at all. Because the man is nothing. He said, tree, what did he say? Yeah. So, 
I was telling you. This lady, she was in the mortuary. She was dead. You should have seen her nails. Beautiful. How much does it cost to do a nail? She had done her nails. She had done her hair. Acrylic. She had done her nails. She had done her hair. She was, she was lying like that. And one of her legs, you see, they were, they were two. She was with, I don't know, a watchman or whoever was also dead on the other side. <laughs> so the two of them, <laughs> the two of them were lying on the, on the couch, which was made for one person. She was lying like this. Side by side. You see, these are people that when you see and you will not even greet and say, hello, or you just look at them. It's like you are above. But that day she was not above. She was back. She was just, she was just holding. She was just side by side. Hold me close. <laughs> There's a song like that. Hold me close. Her head was here. His head was here. So his legs were here. And her legs were here. Oh, this is a real thing. And then somehow... Her leg, one of her legs was also falling to the side like that. And the man's leg was inside her mouth like that. And you wonder, what is the whole fuss about? You see people, quar- all quarrels are due to pride. The Bible says, only by pride cometh contention. May I stop fighting with these people? I said, you see people don't know. All these government people and all that we try to take fight then sort them out it reached a place i will fight with you I, I said you can have the whole car park take all first we offer them here they said no they offered them up to here they said no they said okay take all we'll park on the street then i offered them but i said we will fight with you again take it all when we gave them now they don't want to take it and we bought a new church building that we are moving to away from we bought because we decided that we are finished here we've got a new place that we'll be moving to. So we stop, we stop all together, end of fighting. And it's when you, when you fight, what you feel you are, you are someone. I'll, I'll show you, see, I will show you. don't know who you are dealing with. You, you take me as just an ordinary woman. <laughs> Relax. Bring me the balloon. You see, he has squeezed his face because is it when your deflation comes? That's a That's a woman. Bring the man. She was wearing a yellow dress. She was wearing a yellow dress. Forgive. These are politicians. Lift it up. They are left with their pastor. Where's the pastor? <laughs> if you can There's no pastor, so... <laughs> I say, help yourself by not being puffed up. Just cool down. Calm down. Calm down. Some of you, somebody proposes to you, laugh at him. Oh, yeah. Laugh. Nipa. Is he my type? I mean, my type. When he looks at me, can he marry somebody like me? Anything that is wearing trousers, when you see you desire it, you say, Lord, 
All right, verse 7. For who maketh thee to differ from another? The next principle, first principle is do not be puffed up. Principle number two is accept the differences created by God. You have to accept them. He says, for who maketh thee to differ? To differ. Circle the word differ. Differ means make different. Who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? And if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hadst not received it? This is a very important verse you must never forget in the whole of your life. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. It says, For who maketh thee to differ from another? Who makes us different? Who makes you different from me? Who made your face nice? Who made your face without pimples? Who made you tall? Who made you short? Who made you big? Who made you small? Who made you old? Who made you young? Who made you? Who maketh thee to differ? We must know that God has made us differently. And when you find yourself different, number one, don't be puffed up about it. If you are a beautiful girl, you may be beautiful, but you may not have such a great character. I said you may be beautiful, but you may not have such a great character. You may have a very pretty face, but it will not be easy to live with you. And people may admire you from afar, but people will not enjoy staying with you. You may not be so beautiful, but you may be a very nice person to stay with and to live with. Are you listening to me? And it is God who makes us different. And in your difference, don't be puffed up because there's nothing to be puffed up about. There's nothing to be puffed up about. There's nothing to think yourself of yourself too big about. I love this verse because I, I, I know this verse by saying, who maketh thee to differ? Who made you rich? If you have money, who made you rich? And also, we must also accept that God makes us differently. You must accept the differences that God has. You see, it is communism that wants everybody to be the same. It's stupidity that wants everybody to be poor. It's folly to try to make everybody, some people will be rich. Some people will have money. Some people will be different. It's something you have to accept. But human beings come, we don't want to accept it. We want to say that uh, everybody is going to be the same. No, we all have money. No, God didn't make that. God said, who maketh thee to differ? There are differences. There are differences in pastors. Differences in churches. Differences in, in the way we do things. Even the way we think. Even the, the decisions you make that are good decisions. It's God's grace to you that you made such good decisions. Who maketh thee to differ? Who made Ghana different from England? I believe God has... Look, I was reading, you know, Rick Joyner was speaking. I said the Lord was telling him, he said, I am showing judgment to certain nations and on certain nations I'm giving them blessings. So he says, to some people they will have war and some people they will have prosperity at the same time. That's God. God himself has different sides. In one moment, he's the prince of peace, very cool. He comes to you very coolly and quiet, prince of peace. The next moment, he's the lord of hosts. 
A lot of hosts means the leader of the army, the hosts, the hosts of the Lord. So he's running to fight a battle. The next moment he's sitting down making peace. No fight, just let's have peace. The same God. One moment he's a lamb. A lamb of God. He's a lamb. The next moment he's a lion of the tribe of Judah. And even as pastors, we have to know whether to present him as a lion or a lamb. Mm. We have to actually be close to God, otherwise we will, I'll be announcing here, oh, a lamb is coming to bless you, that you receive the lamb of God, then suddenly here comes a lion to come and eat us. Because I was not close to God, so I introduced a lamb and the whole thing turned into a lion. If I had even shown that a lion was coming, you would have all secured yourselves. But I came and announced lamb, and then it was a lion. I come and announce God is, God, God is showing mercy, but he's not showing mercy. He's showing judgment. Because the same God of mercy, is not, he's also the righteous judge who shall judge the living and the dead. He's also the God, his seat is called the mercy seat. There are differences in God. That's why sometimes the faith message works. The message of faith and prosperity is true. But there's another message, the message of poverty and humility and humiliation is also true. God has, God made all of us different. And you know, the differences are so small, but they are there. Look at our faces. You know why people, they can't see the difference between us? That's why Guineans can take passports. Let me borrow your passport. Me call, me call London, Abbas, and say, why? Then they go and they come. They go to America. They hold somebody's passport. Because why people can't see the differences? Because we look the same. But we, they look, we look the same to them, but they, they can't see. But we can see, when you see somebody, you immediately know, this is this, this is that. How do we know? We all have similar faces, but we are all different. Who maketh thee to differ? It's a divine thing that everybody is different. Some will be rich, some will be poor. And in Ghana, we hate rich people. We don't want people to be rich. That's why when I suggest, I say, look, let all the government contracts, when they are signing the contract, let them, the minister who signs, and maybe his, his, his department, or they should get 10%. Mm. That's what I'm suggesting. So that they will be rich. Yeah. And so that they will have the money in Ghana. Mm. But they don't listen. And every time I suggest them, people laugh at me. When you laugh at me, you are laughing, you are confirming that the creativity part of you is not working. Mm. You see the contract they are doing at Tetekwashi? The one they are building at Tetekwashi. And all the roads and all the things that they are, they are doing. I don't, they are not doing much, but the only one I know they are doing at Tetequashi. That's the only project I can see. Let's give 10% to the Z minister or whoever signs that agreement. But we won't give. Meanwhile, the percent, I don't know if they are doing it, but I know that it probably is done. You will see that there will be something that will be going on somewhere. But it's got a secret. They have to keep the money in England. Or they have to keep the money somewhere. So, and they can't bring it here. It will never come back to Ghana. It will be kept in the land of the white man. And we continue in our unrealistic way of doing things. Because we don't want anybody to be prosperous. Unless he's an old man. It is only old rich people who are left alone in Ghana. If you are a young man and you are prosperous, they will take you on. Unless you are old and they know that you now you are going to die. But if you are young, prosperous, millionaire, you go to America and they will count the number of people that are becoming millionaires every year. Yes, sir. 
is they are proud of it. And here we don't want anybody to be, we don't want anybody to have anything. And that's why we are being ruled by white people. They don't respect us. Because we don't accept that there will be difference. There will be rich. There will, Jesus said, the, the poor will always be with you. No matter how many poverty reduction schemes you bring, there will always be a poor person. Not everybody is Miss Ghana. When you give birth to your child, your child will not be Miss Ghana. You are not Miss Ghana. Your child is also not Miss Ghana. Not everybody is Miss Ghana or Miss Lux. But everybody is somebody. Everybody is okay. Find the nearest sister and say, you are okay. You know you are not Miss Ghana. You are okay. You are not bad. Who make thee to differ? Accept differences. And sometimes when we are down and somebody is up, you see us always fighting. And look at his wife. She doesn't respect anybody. Just because her husband has got mine. Hmm. Look at her, the way she works. Hey, this woman. Then we don't like anybody to be up. You are not happy. You are not happy to see somebody going forward. Hey, look at the car that she's driving. Hey, this one. Hmm. This one. Hmm. Wait, da, 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 da. But you have to accept God made us all different. Even snowflakes are different. Raindrops are different. Why do you want us all to live in the same house, in the same area, to have the same amount of money, to have the same... It is not... God did not... And that's what they tried to do in in communism. Make everybody the same. Let's kill all rich people and equalize everybody. You are killing creativity. If the few rich people in Ghana were were encouraged, if a few of Ghanaians, not white people, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm not talking about white people. I'm talking about Ghanaians. Where to be encouraged to be a little different. How prosperous we are. White people, they laugh at us in their heads, oh. They see us as almost as imbeciles. I'm telling you, they look at us and they just despise us. And they come and they see our dirty roads and now there's no hotel, there's no development. They just look at us and they say, these people, their minds are not working. We are sitting in gold on gold. I was at Trifopraso last week and I, I, when I got there, I was looking at the oil palm plantation. You know, and I was saying that for, for the miles I drove about 100 kilometers, I didn't see any oil palm. Meanwhile, it's the same vegetation. Then when you get to a place, then you see. And if you like go to Holland and Europe anywhere, you will not see even one, 100 yards of free land. Even Malaysia. All oil palm throughout, everywhere covered. As the plane is landing, you are landing almost on the oil palm. Everywhere, there's no bush. Bagana, bush everywhere. And the few oil palms are owned by a white man. Listen, let us accept who maketh thee to defy. In other words, God actually made this one rich and made this one poor. He actually made this one higher and made this one smaller. He actually made your face the way he made it. Made this one this way and made this one fat and this one small. Made this one big and made this one little. Made this one fair, made this one dark. Made this one white, made this one black. Made this one Ghanaian, made this one Nigeria. He made us different. Even Ghanaians and Nigerians, you see how different we are. God made it that way. Who maketh thee to differ? Yourself? No. 
when you woke up, did you have, even some people are choleric, some are phlegmatic. It's made by God. I can even see it in my children. As the child, the child is small, you can see that this one is choleric, this one is phlegmatic, this one is... A, because if everybody was a choleric, there would be no happiness in the world. Everybody would be a leader. We can't all lead everybody. Somebody has to be the cool type who can follow. And they have to be cool ones. Otherwise, you can't get a cool husband to marry a wild woman. You need a cool husband to match with a fiery woman. And you need a cool wife to match with a fiery husband. Even our children. You see, Pastor Oko, he has such life. Wow. wow. When he's taking the children, there's so much. The children have become spiritual. They witness, they sing, they have even gone abroad. But if you were to take somebody else, a very serious person, somebody like me, to go and teach the children, Forgive. it may not work out well. <laughs> <laughs> it may not work out well. You need somebody who is more light-hearted and who can flow. Everybody has been made differently because everybody is different. That's right. Who make it different? So when I employ people now, I don't look for, I'm just looking to see where you can work best. That's right. Because yeah. everybody cannot write papers. Some people are not good at papers at all. When you give them your papers, they will get lost. <laughs> I remember Mike Medock. I'm just closing with this. Mike Medock, he had a lady in his office. She said that this woman, she, when you give her papers, this, she will lose everything. She will do this, sign this. Get, she was mixing up everything. One day he came. He was saying this and he was preaching. So one day he came and he asked for something and the woman had mixed it up or lost it and it was a very serious thing. He was very angry with the man and then he just took it and said, look, you are fired. You are, I've sacked you from the ministry, from the office, out. He said, when the woman went out, the lady, he said, from that time, the whole office became quiet. You see, although the woman was disorganized, she was the one who was laughing in the office. She brought joy to the office. Everybody was happy when she was there. He said the whole, he said it was like something has gone out of the office. He said after a while, he was now looking for, he said that he will now pay the woman double to come back to the office. Because what she has taken out, even disorganization, you bring your disorganization and bring the happiness. We like it. We like your disorganization. We want it. We have come to see that the difference is important. Yes. My time is up. Stand to your feet. <laughs> now, some of you. You are married and you are not happy with your wife because she is disorganized. And you want to change her for an organized one. When an organized one comes into the house, you will not be happy at all. You start to beg for the disorganized one. You say, because when the disorganized one was there, we were happy in the house. But when the organized one came, everybody became quiet. Some of you, your husband brings joy. They don't bring money, but they bring joy. Who make us be to differ? God made us different. Lift your hand and thank God for making you different. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. Thank him. Thank him for the differences. He made us all different. 
He made men different from women, women different from men. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you for the differences, O oh Lord. Accept the difference, you prosper. Look at me, everybody. Look at me. Since I became an employer, I have learned you have to know that God made people differently. Nobody is useless, oh. Everybody is good at something. Accept it. You, you are not good at certain things. Me, like me, one of the things I'm not good at, computers. When I see computer, I'm not happy. I don't like, when I see people do I don't know what they are doing. What are you doing here? From morning to evening, do looking at this screen. I don't like enjoy such things. So if you give me such things to do, no, 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 no. I resign now. So you must know, there is some of you, the reason why you don't do well, because you've not accepted that you are not that type. You are another type. Some people, they can set up a shop, but they can't run it. When it is set up, and you leave them to run it, all your money will get finished. You should have changed them immediately. Accept it. Marriage, accept. Even beloveds, accept it. Everybody is different. If you don't have this, you have this. So do you want disorganization and joy, or organization and quietness? Choose. What do you want? God made us different. Lift your hands. Say, Lord, give me wisdom. Ask the Lord for his wisdom. Father, thank you for your blessing. Quick. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. Shambhala Makabarani. Oh, yes, Lord. As we continue, Lord, in this world of excellence, we pray that, Lord, you open our eyes, open our hearts. Bring us into your perfect will, into your perfect plan. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, we thank you, we bless your name, we praise you. Mende kemarama, mando loromanda, shimberedebe kemaranda. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Father, we thank you that you made us different. You made some pastors, you made some lay people, you made some elders, you made some professionals, you made some laborers, you made some workers. Lord, we accept the differences you made. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.